0: Hey there, I'm Kelly Lyons, and I spent 12 years binge eating, yo-yo dieting, and being food obsessed to finally listening to my body and being in control around food. And I've helped thousands of women all over the world do the same. And if you've ever thought, I just want to eat like a normal person, then you are in the right place, and you most definitely are not alone. I'm dropping the tried and true secrets that go way beyond the food, the real talk stuff that the diet industry doesn't want you to know so if you are done with starting your diet over every monday cozy on up and let's get started because i am here to show you how to stop letting food control your life so you can finally live it this is the food freedom society podcast hey there welcome to this episode where we are talking all about weight loss and why you may be stuck or plateaued or whatever the cool kids say but it just freaking isn't working and if you've been here for a while or you know, you know a little bit about my story, I come from a space where it is okay to want to lose weight. There are many people that don't. So please know if you're like, oh my gosh, why is she talking about weight loss? I am not an intuitive eating coach. I am not a 24 7 body positivity, so on and so forth, yada yada, in my space, in my community with my members. I make it clear it is totally fine. If you want to lose weight, we just have to go about it the right way and we have to make it where it is not the most important thing in our lives. And when you learn how to, you know, find the root cause of your eating and rewire your brain around food and fully heal your relationship with food, weight loss is a natural side effect. So I'm gonna talk about five reasons why you haven't lost the weight yet. And the majority of them, I actually think I'm looking right now. Oh, yeah, the majority of them have nothing to do with food because we have been told our whole lives to lose weight. We have to eat less and exercise more or count our calories or measure everything or have little, you know, blue, green and red bowls to figure out what to put food in. And I forget what diet it is, but I know that's one out there. But a lot of times it's what's going on under the hood that is keeping us stuck. And so many reasons that my members in Food Freedom Society do lose weight is because they are finally putting in the habits where they are relaxed and their nervous system is regulated. But more importantly, they are 100% capable of finally being able to listen to their body and reprogramming their brain and their thoughts so weight loss, again, becomes that natural side effect. So if you're like, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about, we're going to jump right into it because these are really, really important. So the first one, your relationship with food sucks. That is one of the big reasons that you have not lost weight yet. So what I mean by that, and if you're listening, this may be you, and it was me too for a very long time. Your relationship with food is no bueno, right? you don't know how to eat normal. You are living in one of two worlds, right? Either on your diet, eating perfectly, in every eating perfectly, you know, eating good, being the good girl, eating healthy, following the the meal plans, whatever it is, and doing all the things you are supposed to do. That's one. That's version one. But version two is when you fall off, you fall not like a little bit, you fall into a a box of cookies face first, right? You are either eating perfectly or eating everything in sight unless it is bolted down to the floor. You are binging, you aren't exercising. And even if you aren't actually binge eating, you are not listening to your body. You're overeating. You're eating foods that make you feel like crap. Basically, you are on or off, black or white. You have no gray in your all or nothing thinking, right? I always talk about it like being exhausted from this roller coaster ride. The roller coaster ride is you go up, then you go down. You're on, then you're off. You're in, then you're out. You're never at this just like even keel, normal eating. So that's what I mean when your relationship with food sucks. When you are in this scenario, A lot of times our weight loss efforts and our diets start like on Mondays or New Year's or September once the summer ends, right? And we have this arbitrary start date as to when we are going to be good, quote unquote again. And when we lose weight eating this way and living this way, it's only temporary. And I'm sure many of us know that we lose a little bit of weight and then we gain it all back plus more. We take one step forward and 15 steps back. And the reason why this is so important is if you are in this stage, you actually haven't learned anything. You haven't learned how to change your thoughts around food. You haven't learned how to have very similar eating patterns, no matter what stage of life or season of life you're in, whether it's positives, like whether you're on vacation or it's the holidays or you're off from work or whatever, or the negatives, right? Where you're in a time of work stress, grief loss, overwhelm, anxiety, whatever it may be. And I'll tell you what, bad days are always going to be happening, right? When we sleep well, when the kids are being good, when we're exercising, it is so easy to do all the things and do them well. But then if we don't have a good relationship with food, when one bad thing happens, bam, we are right back into our old ways and we can't get out of it. And sometimes it lasts for a day, sometimes three days, sometimes three weeks, sometimes three months. and. Some people, years and years and years. And it's because you do not have that good relationship with food where you can learn how to listen to your body, where you are able to make decisions based on you and what you need, not what everyone else says. And we're going to really, really dive into that because that's super important. So one, your relationship with food stinks. And that was me. That was me for a very long time right? And I would cope with food. And let's say if the scale was more than I wanted it to be, then I would go down the black hole of food. So I'm sure you are like, okay, this is me or this is not me. And I believe it was my first or second episode. I'll pop it in the show notes of how to know if you have a good relationship with food or not. So if you're unsure, that is the second episode I would listen to. Ooh, number two, I love this one. You eat crap you don't like. And I'm not talking about where your parents or caregivers sit you at the table and force you to eat broccoli. I'm talking about forcing yourself to eat things based on what you are supposed to do or what you should be eating or what your thin best friend is eating. And you are living off steamed chicken and broccoli or you know oatmeal bowls that you absolutely hate and you know you're forcing yourself to make these disgusting plain greek yogurt snacks when you would much rather have something else right and if you are constantly eating things you don't like it is going to end poorly and i'm sure you know that and what i mean by that is let's say you're eating things you don't like you're eating things you don't like which means you're following the rules you're measuring everything, You're, n- but you're not getting any satisfaction from food. And then something bad happens, whether your boss drives you nuts, your kids drive you crazy, you know, you get into a little fender bender, whatever it may be, and you immediately go into, well, why am I doing this? Nothing works out anyway, F it, I'll just keep, I'll, I'll just continue eating and I'll do this all over tomorrow. And we immediately go into effort mode. When... You are eating things you don't like. You do not get any satisfaction from food. So what happens is you have your grilled chicken salad with olive oil. And then you finish the salad and your brain is like, well, that sucked. I didn't want that. And your brain keeps looking. And that's why all of a sudden you grab some chips. Mm, That wasn't it. You grab some pretzels. You have some grapes. You have some strawberries. Then you go back to the chips. And all of a sudden you ate even more than you planned And even more, if you just had a turkey sandwich or the thing you actually wanted. Now, here's a caveat. I am not saying, you know, eat every single thing you want, go to McDonald's every single time, but you can learn to eat well and eat foods you actually enjoy. And yes, that does take time. And yes, that does take practice. But if you're following somebody's food rules because it's what you think you should do and you are getting no satisfaction from food, oh, you're going to find that satisfaction. But you're going to find that satisfaction after your third pint of Ben and Jerry's, right? So I want you to ask yourself, okay, am I actually eating things I like or is it what I'm supposed to be doing? Caveat number two for this, not every meal is going to be sunshine and rainbows, right? You are going to be in a situation where you don't really want the lunch you packed at work, but that's all you got. Or, you know, you don't really want what, you know, your is making for dinner, but that's what's on the menu tonight. But it doesn't need to be every meal. But if that is the one thing and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I haven't had something I like in freaking weeks, it is going to turn into a food frenzy very quickly. So I just want you to keep in mind, all right, what am I eating? Do I actually enjoy it? Or is it something that I'm supposed to do? Is it something that I'm like checking off of the box? Okay. So numero tres, you have no stress management. So here's something I want to explain. And I think it's so interesting. Your brain cannot tell the difference if somebody just broke into your house and is trying to murder you, God forbid, or you're stuck in traffic. The fight or flight response is the exact same. And unfortunately, we go into fight or flight multiple times a day for things that do not matter. And your body constantly is thinking you are in a life or death situation and If you are not able to not only get yourself out of that stressful situation, that really doesn't even matter, but if you aren't able to manage it properly and not even that, if you aren't able to finish the stress cycle, it is going to not only stay trapped in your body, but stress increases cortisol and cortisol prepares your body for weight gain. So what that means is it can hold on to what is stored in your body already. And ways to manage stress, obviously, is not eating for comfort. Yet, if we don't know how to manage our stress, that's usually the thing we do. Because when we have uncomfortable situations or emotions, whether it's anxiety, overwhelm, sadness, stress, whatever it may be, it's a lot easier to be angry that we just ate everything than deal with the emotions that we don't want to feel. And that's why we are stuffing them down and covering them up with food. So after each one, if you can tell, I'm kind of you know giving you some reflection ideas. And one of the things I want you to ask is, okay, how do I manage stress? But also, do I let myself get stressed out really quickly? And I'm speaking from experience with that one. I used to get so freaking stressed out, and I still do. I'm getting better at it. I, I like to think that I have raised my self-awareness, and it's something I'm actively working on. But, oh, my gosh, if somebody walked slow in front of me, I would start sweating. I would lose my freaking mind. (laughs) And if we are having that multiple times a day, we are going to be in a state of chronic stress. So I want you to think, okay, what's going on in my day-to-day where I get stressed? But also, how do I manage it? Am I eating? Am I just pushing it down and not talking about it and then one day exploding on anybody that's near me? Right? We want to be able to manage it in ways that actually make us feel good, right? Walking in nature, deep breathing, taking a nap, doing something that truly brings us joy. And don't say eating because eating is just a temporary joy. I'm talking beginning to end, before, during, and after you are truly happy. So that's the third one. And talking about happiness, number four is you have nothing else making you happy. And this is what I call hedonic eating, and I am going to do an episode on this down the line because I think this is really important, and I truly do not think this is talked about enough at all. So first things first, food is fabulous, and it's okay if it makes you happy. It makes me very, very happy. I am a foodie down to the my core, right? But if you have nothing else that's making you happy, why would you ever want to stop eating once you start? You wouldn't. Because if you're getting a small dose of happiness, you are totally going to want to keep eating if there's nothing else in life that makes you happy. You're stressed at work. Your kids are driving you nuts. You you and your partner are disconnected. You don't really keep up with your social life, blah, 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 and just down the line, right? And then you sit on the couch at night and you finally get some me time and you find happiness in that pint of ice cream. Well, It's not just going to be a couple spoonfuls. It's going to be the entire pint. And then it's going to be pizza. Then it's going to be leftover macaroni and cheese. And then it's going to be stale pretzels. And it's going to keep going and going and going. If food is the only thing making you happy, you are not going to be able to stop eating once you start. And now another, I love how I have just tons of caveats in each one. So when I say this, this hits with people. So many people are like, "Oh my gosh, I never even thought about that." But the other the other group is says things like, "Okay, well, you know, nothing else makes me as happy as food does." And I'm not saying you need to go around and find things instead of food, right? I want it to be in addition to food instead of. Guess what? I still love food. But guess what else I love doing? I still love watching Bravo. I still love hiking. I still love I don't, reading at night with my retainer and my book light and my glasses. <laughs> <It's, clears throat> I have other things that make me happy as well. And when you have other things that make you happy, in addition to food, the pull to keep eating is going to lessen because you know this isn't the only thing you have. So I really want you to think about that. And this is a hard one to take a deep look a deep dive into what is making you happy. And it's going to be really hard, especially when the things that you want to that to be making you happy aren't. For example, if you have young kids and you're going through a hard time, or if you're feeling alone in your marriage and your partner's supposed to be your number one, th- things like that, especially our relationships and things that are on the outside supposed to be sunshine and rainbows and well and dandy and when they aren't, It's really, really hard to to bring that up to the surface. But I want to challenge you to do so. So that's number four. And then the last one, and this is a, a biggie, and it's a little bit of a trend right now, this term, but you don't know how to listen to your body. And I feel like it's a trend because I feel like everyone's talking about this, but there is an actual science behind listening to your body, right? Knowing how foods make you feel, knowing what hunger feels like in your body, knowing what fullness feels like in your body, knowing what emotional hunger feels like in your body. And we need to learn how to listen to those cues. And it's so frustrating because when I was struggling, this is something I really, I really, really struggled with because yes, I could listen to my cues, but it's like, I didn't want to, I wanted to rebel against them. And my mind would go against my body. So what I meant by that is if I was being good, Right. Let's, let's get back to number one, where we, our relationship with food stinks and we're always, you know, trying to eat good. And I thought I was hungry. I would immediately say, well, no, I'm not. I'm not hungry because I'm not supposed to be hungry. I can't eat till 11 a.m. I can't have breakfast till 11. I'm not hungry. Right. And my mind and my body would be at war with each other. Or if I was being bad and I was full, well, I have to be good again tomorrow. So I need to eat this all right now. And the way my brain would speak is I would override my cues because I didn't want to listen to my body. So first we have to learn how to listen to our body, but then this should kind of be like 5B, I should say. 5A is knowing how to listen. 5B is honoring that. And knowing that it's okay to eat when you're hungry, but most importantly, you have to know how to stop when you're full. And we are going to talk about fullness and how to hear it, but more importantly, how to stop. And actually in my membership, we are starting February 1 doing a fullness challenge where each week we are going to do little challenges to help ourselves acknowledge all of those things, but more importantly, stop. So I'm super excited for that. And if you want to start for free, check out kellywellness.com forward slash EG workshop, and you can start the training for free. But we have to stop letting our mind drive our physical body. And it's really, really hard to turn the mind off because we think that we can outrun our body. We think that we can just listen to the nutritionists and the recipes and Pinterest and what you know, your best friend is eating and what so-and-so says. But in reality, all the answers are inside. And when you change your internal, your external follows. And here's something interesting, you know, we think that we can outthink our body and outsmart it and whatever, but it always ends up failing. We always end up overdoing it or overeating or binging or saying, F it, let's just keep eating and I'll start over tomorrow. It's because our brain doesn't even have the tools to understand and change our eating habits. Our brain doesn't have the tools to change the way we think about food and change the way we speak about food. And until you have those, your mind and your body will constantly be at war with each other. So again, you know, this episode wasn't about what you're not eating or calorie deficits and things like that. Because yes, those are all important, but how many people do you know that are on the diet and just keep gaining weight? Or how many people do you know that are counting calories and eating, you know, eating, 11, 1200 calories a day in their body, nothing's moving, right? It's because of the things that are underneath the hood, your relationship with food, your stress management, how you are keeping yourself happy, how you regulate your nervous system, right? Eating the things that you like and having that mental satisfaction. Those are the things that are going to move the needle. Okay. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, Again, it's a little unconventional, like all my stuff is, I will say, (laughs) but we have our first guest expert coming up next week. And I am so freaking excited. We are talking all about nervous system regulation, how our identity and beliefs and the things that happened to us when we were little affected our relationship with food now. So make sure you guys tune in. And please, 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 my goal is to help millions of women all over the world. If this resonates with you, drop, give me a five-star review. Please let me know how you like this because that is going to get this into the hands of more women. Thank you guys so much. And I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for hanging out with me and listening to the Food Freedom Society podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review or share on your Instagram stories. And if you're on Instagram, be sure to follow me at kellylwellness. Send me a DM to say hi and tell me your thoughts on the episode. See you next time.